are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show. We got part two with Ty Dame Gonzalez of Locked on Mariners on the pod. And we are discussing Mariners trade targets. We discuss if it's more realistic for the Mariners to make the wild card or the division. Talk some Jericho Lennox. So we got a whole bunch I want to talk about on today's pod. And I did tease the end of yesterday's pod by talking about how we were going to talk about Keto Marte possibly to the Mariners on today's pod. I didn't even realize we actually already got to that on yesterday's pod. So I, I'm sorry. I, I probably sound like a dummy at the end of yesterday's pod trying to talk about that. So we will not be talking about that today. If you want to hear that conversation, go to yesterday's pod. But for today's pod, we're going to be discussing the topics I already mentioned at the top of the podcast. And don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. And you'll know when I go live because you'll be following me on Twitter, of course, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, now jump right into that conversation with Ty Dean Gonzalez of Locked On Mariners. If we take Ketel Marte out the equation, who are some other guys you might have your eyes on? Uh, because there's, you know, we know Trevor Story's out there. Is that someone that's a little too rich for your blood? What what kind of players would you keep your eyes on? What kind of players would you target if you were the GM of the Mariners? Yeah, so... Um... Don't really want to go after any of the big shortstops. Don't want to make, you know, 10-year commitments, 9-year commitments, 8-year commitments. Don't want to get wrapped up in that because they they did that with Robinson Cano, you know, 8 years ago, and and that was not good. Um, so don't want to do that, and most teams are avoiding that now. And, and, you know, some teams can bite the bullet. You know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, all those teams can can bite the bullet there, the Dodgers, et cetera. So, uh, quick quick but, question. Are you guys still paying Cano? Mm. <laughs> okay, I do it's uh <laughs> i i believe they're paying like 20 percent still or something uh for the next <laughs> okay. like two years yeah but it's That's it's fun. not it, they 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 being able to get like i i believe they offloaded 50 or 60 percent of the of his contract to the mets though and got jared kelnick and justin dunn and gerson bautista out of it and almost got um what's his name jeff mcneil they almost got jeff mcneil in that deal as well uh that would have been incredible anyway so um yeah, uh, free agent, free agency wise, uh, even trade target wise, um, you know, uh, Marcus Simeon is is the big one that we've heard. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. have, have heard this that they are not necessarily building their off season around targeting Marcus Simeon, but that's like the guy that they're looking at uh, this uh, this winter. So, and that makes a ton of sense because Simeon's mm-hmm. familiar with with the division. 
He's one of the best hitters in baseball this year, finished top three in AL MVP voting a couple of years ago. Um, and it doesn't seem like Toronto's super keen on, on keeping him, which is really weird to me, but I, I, maybe they're, they're having to pay guys. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what their financial situation is though over there, but, uh, it seems like Simeon's going to be moving this off season. And I think the, the Mariners are going to be really in on him trade wise. Um, you know, Jose Ramirez, I mentioned, you know, that's a, that's a guy that, you know, Cleveland's going to have to start paying more and more uh over the next couple of years and they haven't really been willing to do that with other guys like francisco lindor etc and mariners might need a third baseman next year um uh i'm also looking at you know guys from uh, from miami um sandy alcantara mm. uh, pablo lopez as a couple of, you know pablo lopez was was in the mariners farm system um traded him for david phelps did not work out uh quite so <laughs> quite so well uh but um you know looking to right those wrongs maybe um ton of guys man <laughs> you know there's there's so many there's so many potential um you know brian reynolds uh from the pirates is another guy that i would be really interested in them trying to see what they could uh uh do for him and um you know, who, who knows, but the, really the sky is the limit for this team. It's just, you know, the, the shortstop market is just one that I would absolutely avoid like the plague. Um, it's just, yeah, like, it's, it's just, I don't want to give three, you know, and also I don't think Jerry DePoto is ever going to give someone $300 million unless it's one of his own players. Um, it's just a, that type of commitment for Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, all really good players. Right. I, I don't want to get that misconstrued here, but I'm not making that large of a commitment to really any baseball player other than probably Mike Trout. Yeah. And Javi Baez seems to have the biggest buyer beware right now tatted across his forehead with oh, some, yeah. of his, some of his celebrations. And the fact that he's like a 190 hitter that just smashes home runs is pretty much his uh, entire yeah. game. I'm just looking at Jose Ramirez's baseball reference. I didn't realize the dude was still only 28 years old. felt like he's been in oh, baseball yeah. for like 15 years. The dude is not even 30 years old. <laughs> That's actually pretty yeah. crazy to to uh, to think about. But your Mariners are still pretty close. They're still right there in the thick of things. Looking at the hmm. standings right now, Mariners three games back, the wild card, five and a half back of the division. Like, obviously, they haven't been there in a really long time. And it would be great for the Mariners to be there as a – podcast host as a Mariners fan I'm sorry I'm sure you guys would throw a parade just for making it to the postseason but oh, yeah. what's your confidence level in oh, that yeah. actually happening uh not great <laughs> <laughs> um you, you know you, you look at the teams around them right you look at the two mm-hmm. teams that they're chasing right now the Yankees and the Red Sox uh and you look at the Blue Jays that are that are tied with them right now for that first team out um all those teams are better than on paper Mm -hmm. uh but also the thing that we've learned this year is that the term on paper really doesn't matter with the seattle mariners because they just they win when they want and they lose when they want and um you know thankfully they've been able to uh get you know 12 games over 500 now they were at 13 over um and uh they're they're getting some help right now you know boston unfortunately has a COVID situation and they're they're not Mm -hmm. playing so hot their bullpen is really bad that's the that's the big thing here be you know the one advantage that the mariners have over all the other teams that they're chasing right now or holding off the you know that they're in the mix with they have the best bullpen and that's really been the reason that they're winning games the, the mariners have a really good bullpen and the blue jays the, the the a's the red Sox, and the yankees do not they're they're all really bad at the bullpen um and you're seeing a lot of these teams blow leads 
and uh, the Mariners are able to hold those those one run games. They're better than any team in baseball at holding those one run games. But uh, yeah, overall, I mean, you know, it's the uh, Red Sox Yankees are, are really good teams that, that should absolutely make the playoffs over the Mariners. And I would argue with the Blue Jays as well. Uh, so I'm still very uh, cautious with my optimism here. Uh, but the good news is they, they play the Red Sox three more times. Uh, they play the A's seven more times, and the, the rest of the way they play the Diamondbacks, the Royals, and the Angels. Uh, so that's a it's not it's not a bad lineup. Uh, but again, I, I said it earlier in our discussion here that can't really look at the schedule and, and assume anything with this team. Um, so again, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. However, they get, they got some help tonight. Uh, I believe the Blue Jays are either beating or have beaten the the Yankees, and the Rays were up big on the Red Sox last time I looked. And the Mariners are winning three to two over the Astros as we're recording this. So, hopefully, they hang on to that. And if so, they'll be two games back of the Red Sox, two and a half back of the Yankees. That would be pretty pretty interesting. Ty and I will talk about the most realistic way for the Mariners to make the postseason. But did you know? This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me, at Miller Thomas, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this weekend after the D-backs win. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the team. See you there, Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. get back into the pod did you say how many do you know how many series you have uh against the astros left over if any this is it this okay is it. This so they so so they play them uh, so they're playing them tonight and they play them tomorrow and we are finally done with that team because <laughs> obviously <laughs> the mariners are closer in the wild card standings to the yeah. al east and than the astros but considering yeah 
those are two teams. Do you have more confidence in the Mariners if they were to make the playoffs, it being through that wild card with either the Red Sox or Yankees collapsing as opposed to the Astros having some collapse in September? Oh, yeah, because the, the Astros, I mean, statistically have the best offense in baseball. You know, <laughs> yeah. and they, they have a really good rotation as well and a pretty good bullpen. Uh, they're a really good team. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I don't have any delusions of, of catching up to them, though. You know, uh, we we had some fun with this on our on our uh, Monday episode of the podcast where, uh, <laughs> you know, we realized that if, if the Mariners swept the Astros the series, they would only be a game and a half back yeah. of them. And then they went on to lose 11 to 2 that night after the Astros. So, uh, you know, that, that, that was enough of that. And, uh, you, yeah, even if the Mariners win these next two games over the Astros, I, I, I don't have any, any thought about that. I, I think it's going to be through the wild card, especially because a lot of these teams in front of them are four, uh, just yeah. as, as much as they are, uh, they're more talented. Don't get me wrong, but they are most certainly flawed and, uh, very streaky. The Red Sox and the Yankees have been very, very streaky. This year. Yeah, yeah, they've both been kind of going the opposite way since the second half started. Red Sox have finally started to pick up some steam again recently, but Yankees have been uh, pretty on fire since the second half started. So I guess kudos mm-hmm. for them for making some big deadline moves. And that kind of brings me to my next question because you've mentioned how the Mariners bullpen is probably the best, you know, in that wild card race in that playoff race and. One of the players they traded at the deadline was Kendall Graveman to the Houston Astros. And I know that caused a lot of stir because it was like, if you're having one of the best seasons in recent memory, you Mm -hmm. have a chance of making the postseason, you have a dominant bullpen. Why would you trade your closer to a division rival, the division leader? Mm -hmm. So what was your reaction when you saw that trade go down? (laughs) Does does that hurt? Does that make you lose some respect for the Mariners? Um, I was surprised by it. Uh, And I was... um confused just like everyone else because they had that huge comeback win against the Astros the, the night before they won 11 to 8 made a I think they were down 7 nothing at one point in that game uh, but you know they had all this momentum and the trade deadlines coming up and you're not really sure what they're going to do you're, you're hoping that they that they decide to buy but you're not really sure and then they make that move and yeah at, at face value it's it's weird uh, but then you dig deeper into it and you look at Abraham Toro 24 year old third baseman with good power switch hitter, you know, a lot of, you know, good speed and um, really good arm should project at third base has played pretty decent at second. And, you know, for the last month and a half, he's been one of your best players. Um, And then, you know, you get Joe Smith back uh, in the deal, Uh, same amount of club control, which is just half a season. Well, a little under half a season, uh, same as Kendall Graveman. And he's, pitched pretty much the same amount of time as Graveman and has given up less runs, less hits. He's striking mm-hmm. out less guys, but I mean, he's been pretty much as valuable as Kendall Graveman uh, in, in general. And uh, obviously we had the great moment. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know how much you keep up with the Mariners, <laughs> but Abraham, Abraham Toro and Kendall Graveman faced each other um, last week. Oh, okay. And it was zero, zero and the bases were loaded and in, in like a movie. It was a nine pitch at bat and Abraham Toro took him to Grand Salami Town. <laughs> oh, really? That's actually yeah. sick. I didn't catch it. Yeah. That. Yeah. It was uh, pretty incredible. So we're not feeling bad about that trade anymore in Seattle. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, is questioning that trade anymore. Uh, and then they announced the extensions of, of Jerry DePoto and Scott Service the day after. It was a pretty baller move, uh, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> by the Mariners. But they, uh, yeah, I, I, 
I um I thought it was weird like everyone else at first, but uh, it's proven to be a great trade for them. Abraham Toro's now going to be one of their centerpieces moving forward, it seems. And um, you know they've gotten good value out of the out of the veteran reliever that they got, Joe Smith. So it, it's worked out. And you know I talked about you know uh, guys like Paul Seawall, Drew Steckenrider. They went and traded for Diego Castillo, who had a shoulder thing and struggled before he went on the IL. He's back now. But other guys like Anthony Misavich and, and uh, Casey Sadler and Eric Swanson, they're all um, they've all been really solid. And they've also taken some flyers on guys like Sean Doolittle and Matt Andrees, and those guys have been uh, pretty solid for them thus far. Ty and I will talk some Jared Kalenic, but did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got a flavor for everyone. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brown, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because I'm a health conscious guy. I'm working out every day after the pod, but I also have a sweet tooth and Bilt Bar tricks me. I think I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in sugar, low in calories, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to built.com right now, use promo code LOCKEDON15, or excuse me, promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, it's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff, of course. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. Now the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. So this is why people like Jerry DePoto get paid the big bucks because a lot of us talking heads, we thought that move was <laughs> gonna, we thought it might not work out for the Mariners considering they're in the playoff mix. But what do we know, right? This is why we're sitting behind a microphone and they're actually pulling the trigger. Uh, I'm just doing it on my fantasy app. So I guess it's a good move by the Mariners. But you know, we're, we've been running here for about 30 minutes. So I just want to get a couple more questions and don't want to keep you sure. too long. And one guy I want to talk about, because you mentioned him briefly earlier, that is Jared Kalenic. It, it just kind of goes into my philosophy. Like, I, I don't want to put too much. I don't want to put too many eggs in a prospect's basket, because at the end of the day, it, it's a flip of a coin when it comes to these prospects. Mm-hmm. So I know he struggled this year. I'm not going to take a huge takeaway from it just because it's his rookie season. But from what you've mm-hmm. seen from Kalenic this year, how do you think he can project on the big league level? Like, have you seen enough flashes from him where you do believe he can be an everyday high-level baseball player? Because you got another 
case study on your team and JP Crawford, who was one of the top prospects in baseball for many seasons. And of course, injuries definitely played a part of his career. He, he could barely play a hundred games for like five of his first six uh, seasons in, in uh, major league baseball, but still it was consensus, like top 10 prospect for like three seasons there. And it hasn't really worked out on the big league level. So you look at someone like JP Crawford as, you know, uh, you look at someone at, like JP Crawford as someone as maybe, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a potential scenario where if things break badly for Jared Kalenic, this is how it could turn out. Or what's your overall feeling right now with Jared Kalenic? Because it's not a great rookie season, but at the end of the day, he's still super young and he's still super raw. Yeah. Um, well, and also, you know, real quick with, with JP Crawford, he's, he's started to figure it out. The bat, bat's been about average. The I, He won the gold glove last year. He's one of the best defensive shortstops in all of baseball this year. Um, so, you know, the, he's been a, a valuable player, certainly not a superstar like a, you know, a top prospect is, is usually expected to be. But, uh, you know, a useful, you know, starting lineup, you know, caliber type player. Um, yeah, as for Kelnick, uh, you know, the, the, the big thing for him really this year is that he was pressing a lot. He's a guy that's never struggled at any level of baseball ever, whether he's played high school, you know, low league, high school, um, USA ball. Um, you know, uh, minor league ball, all that. He's dominated every single level of baseball he's ever played in his entire life. And then he came up here and, uh, you know, guys figured him out pretty quick. You know, guys tested him and, and figured out that he wasn't able to keep up with certain things. And and uh, he struggled. And, and that really, really got to him mentally. And uh, he had to be sent down. Um, and then he came up and, and the struggles were still kind of there. And then he got hot for about a week or so. And uh, it started to look like he was he was really coming in into his own. But the the swing and miss issues have, have come back up. Um, he's been messing around with his swing a lot, and it's just not really conducive to to sustain success right now. I don't really know what what's going on with his swing, with his stance, with his hand placement, all of it. It's just kind of all over the place, and it seems to change every night, really. And uh, that's that's a problem. So he's he's going to need to to really work on some things in, uh, in the off season, you know, I don't think there's really anything else that he has left to prove in the minor leagues, uh, in triple a or anything like that. I think it's more just like, he needs to reset work on things over the next few months when he has, you know, the off time and, um, come into spring training, you know, ready to compete for a roster spot. Uh, because that's, that's what he's got to be doing now. It's not, you know, I deserve to be called up because, I'm this, you know, I'm this top prospect. I'm this and this and this. It's no, you're just a guy now on the 40 man roster that needs to work your way and earn your, your way into the starting lineup and even onto the 26 man. Um, so, you know, for him right now, you know, there are some, some things that you have to feel encouraged by. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's hit for power. He's shown some good speed. Uh, the defense was really good in, in, in center field for a while there. And now it's kind of regressed lately. And, and I feel like he's probably taken some of those struggles that he's having at the plate into, um, into the field. And that's, that's kind of bothering him um, mentally, but he's uh, I think there's certain things though, that you've seen that it's like, okay, once he, once he gets over this hop there, good things are going to come. Uh, because it's just the, the power is undeniable. The the hit tool is is undeniable. The speed, the the playmaking ability. Um, he's he's a walking highlight reel waiting to happen. Um, it's just it's got to finally come together. He's got to get out of his own head a little bit 
He's got to figure out his mechanics again. And I think once he does that, and those things are certainly fixable and, and they are going to be fixed. It's just, a, it's a matter of time. And I don't know if that, if it's all going to be put together next year. Uh, but I, I think in the next couple of years, Jared Kelnick's going to be a much, much different player than we've seen this year. Yeah. And a lot of discussion around his struggles is people, you know, there's some talk that maybe there's a wider gap than maybe ever between triple a and the minors and the major league level and do you believe that plays a, a part of it do you believe we've there's a bigger gap than ever between minor leagues and big leagues because some of these guys not every not every guy is going to come in and ball right away so mm. i don't want to mm. say just because kalenic's not good as a rookie he's not going to be a good major leaguer not everyone is tatis or vlad guerrero jr who seem to come in right, right. away and just tear the cover off the ball so do you stand on the side of let's give him more time and let's just wait and see? Or do you actually believe part of the reason he's struggling so much is because there is a sizable gap between the minors and major league hit uh, pitching and you just going to need time to adjust to that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a bit of both. And I think right now it's, a, it's gotten to a point now where I think he should be sent down, not because he needs work in AAA, but more so because he's hurting the team and you're kind of hurting the player at this point by, keeping him in the lineup, you know, pretty much every night. Uh, but they don't really have any other options. Jake Fraley's on on the injured list. Uh, Kyle Lewis was just shut down for the year uh, due to knee soreness. So um, they're not getting any reinforcements in, in center field right now. So they kind of have to just stick with him. And um, it's not really helping things. He had a pretty good series against Arizona, um, uh, at least that, that the one game where he hit the, the game-winning uh, single. Uh, and extra innings. Uh, but he, um, you know, it's really just more about, like I said, you know, getting, um, getting out of his own head, uh, getting his mechanics back together. And, and really all, uh, you know, the only thing that's going to fix that is going to be time off time away from, from the game and, and, uh, you know, putting in a lot of work this winter with his, uh, with his uh, swing trainer and, um, you know, his team that he has. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm I'm going to hold out hope that he could still turn it around. It's still too young. Oh, yeah, it's sure. too early in his career that I'm going to make any proclamations about what what kind oh, of yeah. player he's going to be. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Shout out Ty Dean Gonzalez of Lockdown Mariners for hopping on the last two pods. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcast.